Welcome to the In Black and White Show. So my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm, I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, Since me and you have that same feeling, and it's probably everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. It's usually like if, if you and I feel it, then pretty much everybody yeah. in the world. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I, absolutely. Yeah, echo chamber. Yeah, yeah, um, echo, yeah echo chamber. Echo. 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 Marco Polo. You're an idiot. No, you are. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the In Black and White Show, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm one of your hosts, Lenny, and as always, joined by my co-host, Cody, the Molten Man Lava. Um, Yeah. That's him. Did I ever tell you why I was named Cody? Yeah, because... No. What was that? Why are you named Cody? I already had a brother named D. Cody. Because I was a co-brother. Co-sibling, co-host right now. I thought your brother's name was Derek. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, it is. Have you ever seen? There's a video sometimes on social medias that it's like the person ruining the magic trick. Have you ever seen those? No, I haven't seen that. It's it's a good video where you just see. I think it's I think it's a Korean man. It's a Korean channel or something. And there's this Korean man who I think is I think he's Korean. Anyways, he is doing magic, and then there's another guy that's with him that shows you like he just interrupts him while he's doing the magic and shows you how he's doing it. And it's very funny actually. So like it ruins <laughs> I, the trick. I really want to look that up. It's good. It's it, it's not that good, but it is funny for like a nice little <laughs> laugh. It's a fun idea, right? Yeah, it's a fun idea for sure. Something we, we can appreciate. Yeah, you especially know. in these trying times, we need more funny things. I think more uncertain. More times. What did I say? You said trying, which is which is right, but uncertain is what all the commercials say. That's true, but we're not a commercial. Yeah, that's, well, we are one big fat advertisement. That's true. Uh, anyways, during these uncertain times, sponsored by the word uncertain, you know, uncertain. like this, like Sesame Street. Anyways, yeah. no, anyways, I. I am excited. I'm excited to uh, for the show today. I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about, which happens to just be uh, a stream of consciousness that I've been having, but has to deal with time management. So <gasps> it's interesting. How does that relate to the gospel? Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll have a conversation and see what, see what happens. Yeah, um, if you just sit down and shut your mouth for one. Not you, Lenny, the listener. <laughs> yeah, listener. You better <laughs> <Just> shut. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you, sh- you shut me off. Cut me off there. Yeah. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. well, I, b- b- what? What? What's that? Oh, I was just gonna Shut say. <laughs> I walked right into that. I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, well, let's just move into some more tomfoolery. Let's get to the would you rather. Would you rather? rather? Whoa, rather. Would you? Would you? Rathception is what just happened there. <laughs> All right, here's my here's my question. Would you rather create a video game? How would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's uh, no, a good no, no. one. I, I guess my my would you rather is a little unconventional. All right? Okay. All right. I'm I'm ready for what, it. What 
what is is your epitome like if 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 just conceptually speaking what is the ideal video game to you um I'm a little what, confused. What would you invent? Like, like is it something like Super Smash Bros? Is it oh, something like Zelda? Is it something yeah. like Skyrim? Is it something like a, a pixel platformer or whatever? Like, I don't know, man. Like, what, what's... Oh. If, if if you could take all the good things about all the good games you like and make them work together, what would your game be? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. That is too hard to describe. But I think I would... What I would do, though, is it would be a fantasy-type game. Because I've always been, like... Totally enamored with the worlds of Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and all those types of fantasy, but I think it would be more like a sword magic type of game, like and that you could that you would pull, that I would like, and I imagine it would be like because um, whenever you when you were talking about this uh, uh, this concept of what the game would be, it would also be virtual reality where you could go in and be Ooh. the character, yeah. and so then it would be like. Uh, you know, you would be wielding the sword and doing the spells and, you know, walking the terrain and all that stuff. I think that's why it would be so cool um, yeah. to do that. It's coming soon, dude. I know. Have you, I, have you played much virtual reality games? I have a few, but not not anything that was, like, enough to be like, wow, I need to get some re- virtual reality stuff yeah. to start playing. Like, like Beat Saber? Oh, I love Beat Saber. I think that's it's super pretty- fun. That's way fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh it's interesting too cuz it's it's how I felt about the Wii, right? Mhm. Like motion sensor, right? you know, these little controllers that are motion sensitive and you can point them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the Wii came out and I was like, yeah, it looks like kind of sucks. I'm not really interested, in it, you know. Mhm. I appreciate the idea. Right. But when it comes down to it, I want a GameCube controller, you know. I don't, yeah. I, don't I don't want to point this thing and maybe down the road when we've when we've mastered this a little bit better i'll I'll personally be more interested in it, but mm-hmm. we're starting to get there I think so, and honestly, one of the things I'm interested in is uh, the reason I'm interested in media composition in general is because I feel like i'm I'm really interested in in game music development because I think that actually will will it will be a thriving industry there's all these different different types of Oh yeah, um, um, video games coming out more and more now, and they're going to need more music. But I also think the music's going to change, which is what I'm interested yeah. in. I'm interested well, in that. And the music is so powerful because it it becomes uh, connected with an experience. You know exactly, exactly. And That's but also it's not just the music. Like composers and people like that, they're not just hired for music anymore for these video games, especially these smaller ones. They're 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 hired for um, sound design so not only are they oh, creating yeah. the music you know part of their contract might be that they are creating the sounds for the game as well which is pretty yeah. which is pretty incredible um so like it not only does it's the soundscape the soundscape also helps you determine like feel a part of the world because yeah. i because i remember one of my favorite games of all time right now breath of the wild holy yeah. mackerel Did we talk about that i my buddy lent me lent me that game, and I was giving it a swing a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I was like, because I've I've seen playthroughs of it with commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, this game is beautiful. Oh my but gosh! I, but then I sat down and I played it, and I was like, wow, th- 
it's not the same if you watch someone else play it because no. you don't get the sound design no, and how don't. subtle it is. Like, oh, it's so beautiful. You can hear the wind blow. It's like, so, yeah, it's so subtle, man. It's oh. so beautiful. And one of my favorite things about that game is that you have control over the camera, like like all Zelda games. But you can position yourself in a, in a most gorgeous place and just look out over this beautifully crafted world. I mean, it makes me just like gives me chills just thinking about like how gorgeous it is. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever played in my life. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm with you, man. Yeah, yeah, just all the way around. I mean, obviously, um, it actually might be my favorite game of all time. Well, it might, it might be. It's interesting too because I think the sound design makes the visual design more effective. And oh, vice versa. wow, that's such a great, great um, concept. Got a great point. Well, here, here's here's the thing too with with games nowadays, and I think this is a good progression mm-hmm. for the video game industry. Um. I think there's lots of games being made that are like they're full of immoral content, which is what makes it. Uh, uh, I guess that's the double-edged sword of this, but um, the power to uh, storytell so effectively. Now, when people play games 30, 40 years ago, they're like, "Bruh, fire up some uh, some space invaders for me. I want to shoot some friggin' aliens for a minute." And they're like these little <laughs> pixel dots, and you're shooting little pixel dots, and it's not it's not that interesting. It's not story driven. It's just mm-hmm. like it's just all it's just it is gameplay. Is, it's just gameplay, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that kind of mm-hmm. game. But the world has moved more and more with our growing capability to tell a story with the improvements in technology and and sound and game engines and and all this stuff. I mean, it's moved the the industry has moved toward creating like it's an interactive story like that's yeah. and I think that we we respond well to that as human beings that we like to be you know I think it has it it, it kind of intertwines with our nature to want to control our own destiny you know like yeah. or like or find our our or like especially games you know it doesn't really matter what type of game it always seems that a lot of these really popular games. And either that they have immoral things in them or not, they all tell a story, and they all have to do with the the, the progression of a character. And yeah. and I think that's, I think that it's like tied to our own desire to progress as a character in our own life. And I think that's why well, we sto- like these games. So we've always clung to stories, you know. Yeah. I mean, tra- traditions back before. <clears throat> written records were being consistently kept in certain cultures. I mean, they, they pass things down orally. They're mm-hmm. stories. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's always been integrated in us. And now we're able to to take a, you know, instead of watching a, a two-hour movie, uh, play which a, you can get a great story. You can play a, a, a 24 hour game. video game. Yeah. And you can get a story that you're more invested in. And mm-hmm. It's a different story. It's a different way to tell it, um, to tell a story. But, uh, Anyway, it's pretty yeah. Cool. Also, I think the other part of just going off this this last little tidbit on gaming, I think it's becoming more and more interactive. So if we don't get to interact with a story, then we want to interact with people. You know, so it's like there's a lot of oh, yeah, yeah. like a lot of interactive or a lot of popular games that have multiplayer Com- and competitive. And... Yeah, exactly. So it's like games are becoming less about 
the mechanics of the game and more about the like, or I should say, I shouldn't say mechanics because the mechanics are important. No, it's a good word. Well, I think that's a good way to put it. Still, but yeah, I guess what because the mechanics of the game is just how it's played, and and players who play competitively against other players are, care about the mechanics. But I think what I'm saying is that people are caring less about. Um, they're caring less about the game itself and more the purpose of the game. Is the game um, there to tell a story or is it there to play competitively? Is it there to do, uh, like, to play with your friends? Is it there to build a world? Is it there to, because there's different types of games. Right. Like, So it's like, I think it's more the purpose of the game is, le- is less about, like, how the game is played and, and what it, what the purpose is for it. Yeah. Anyways, that was a, I, you, we didn't actually hear what you would do. Can you tell us really quick? Did I say video game or game at the beginning? I don't remember. I thought you said video game. I'm going to go on the lines of game instead. Because, okay. I mean, I like video games. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, I think one of the most enjoyable games I've been, I've been playing is D&D with my family because I'm a friggin' nerd. But uh, it's been a lot of fun to create a story together on the fly as you mm. go. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. The the only thing I would say, and and I, I I don't know enough about these role playing games to give my two cents on what how I'd construct it to make it the perfect thing. But I guess I would just say if there was like a a catalyst kit to help people make their own stories, and then jump in with the same mechanics we already have with like D and D, uh, to actually play out the story, that would be ideal to me just a little more guidance and help with creating your own world and your own races mm. and your own characters and cultures and your own backgrounds and your own motivations and all this stuff you just it's your own story you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh and you can make it whatever you want and and because i've done that and i have done that with my family it's just really hard to start because i didn't know it's just like where do you start with something so big right? yeah so vast yeah, yeah. No, that's crazy. So, anyway. that's good. I like that. Yeah, that, that was a that was a that was a nice way to expand our minds. There, I like yeah. that. That wasn't a would you rather. That was a would you just say something for crying out loud. <laughs> it was a what would you build? That's basically what yeah. I thought we did. Well, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a great. What would you build? So, well, let's uh, get to the meat. <laughs> get black to business. Black to I said it right that time. I had to think about it though. <laughs> now we're, gonna, we're always going to be on edge now. I know, just like we can't, we can't say it wrong. We're um, in a job interview one day, be like, "I really like your guys's blissness." Oh, your blissness bottle, bottle. Blissness. Yeah, let me show you my blissness plan. My like, bliss. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a knock getting a loan from us. Bliss. Bliss. <laughs> Show me your blessedness, blessedness, blessed, blessed. My name's Reverend Graf. I'm Reverend Graf. <laughs> Anyways, that's yeah. too. That's a story for Way another time. Inside joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, story for another right. time. Um, well, let's. Uh, I saw something I've been thinking about, and this, we're going to do it a little differently this 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 episode, where I just have a train of thought, something I've been thinking about honestly and uh, of, of late. And it has to do with uh, my own personal growth. I've been thinking about more about time management, just because uh, of late 
I have so many. I, how many times of how many times can I say of late? Of late, I have had so many projects and so many things that I want to get done to accomplish, uh, and so many things that that require me in so many different directions. And I realized that I can't really get it all done without some real good major time management. And through this process, I've realized, wow, I don't actually know how to manage my time at all. So I've been really thinking about this, really diving into like, how do I actually manage? Like, what does it mean to manage my time? What does it mean to, uh, to like, what does that actually mean to get everything done? What does that actually mean? What does it look like? And I had a really interesting conversation with somebody who I believe is He's been an inspiration to me um, ever since we were roommates. Just about his ability to get stuff done, like Good job. yeah, his his, um, his he never like he wasn't perfect, obviously, but he always he had the ability. Especially he's had a rougher patch in his life, but he's never not been able to get stuff done. And I was just had a conversation with him about it, and was really interesting and revealing to me about what he said. The first part of developing good time management was, and. Um, the the thing he said was like good time management starts with with a with a um accountability to yourself what that means is um time management starts with you being a man of your word or or a person or a woman whatever a person of your word um regardless of the circumstance. So if it's whether that means this, if it, if you tell your, yourself or somebody else you're going to do something, then you're going to do it. And it's, it's about developing this ability to tell yourself something and then follow through with it and be accountable to yourself. And well, so it was really interesting he said to me, it was like time management starts with being with, with, you, with you, like your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you move it outside of that, it becomes reliant on an external factor, something mm-hmm. you don't control, right? Mm-hmm. And I've I've I read something I don't remember how long ago it was, but probably on LinkedIn because that's where you talk about stuff like this, I think. But uh, they were saying if you want to make New Year's goals, you know, don't get on Facebook and post and say, "Hey, everyone, I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to put I'm going to say I did it on here, and you guys are going to help me stay accountable." Say so don't do that because what happens is is you start to do push-ups to avoid the consequence uh, of of having to report that you didn't do it online to other people. You you're tr- you you'd start to want to do push-ups to avoid the public shaming, you know, mm. and that is not a powerful way to motivate yourself to get stuff done. If you if you just promise to yourself, it's not an external factor. Um, it's it's more intimate and personal that way. And, and plus, it becomes more about the goal and what the goal has to offer you, as opposed to what other people have to say about whether or not you do it. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. uh, anyway, it's something something along those lines. But I thought I thought it was uh, it was worth contemplating. Yeah, I think uh, what I love about this thought is that I can develop what I really love is the, is the thought of developing a relationship with myself, like developing that relationship saying like, when I tell myself I'm going to do something, like 
I'm I'm sure I'm going to do it. You know, developing that that reliance on myself, saying that I can trust myself to do things. And therefore, in time, or as I practice that, that affects other people. Then I become reliant. Um, and this is just for right now we're talking about, I think, I think temporal things. Um, because there's another source of strength that you can turn to that helps you develop that relationship with yourself, which I want to talk about in a second, uh, which is, you know, a real, obviously a relationship with, with God. Um, but what I like about it is when you start to develop that with, for your, uh, with yourself, it, you everybody feels the results of that because then you become you become um you your you become that so it's not just you're not just acting because you do it for yourself you are responsible for yourself you become that person and other people recognize and get to experience the fruits of that which i think is pretty cool um yeah i'm trying to think we were watching a movie with some friends the other day what was the movie? Someone was like saying, oh, I need to go do this thing because my dad wants me to do it and blah, blah. And then our buddies, I think, were like, no, no, do it for yourself, man. Do it for yourself. <laughs> One of those kind of things. And I laughed at the time, but now I'm like, well, I mean, there's there's obviously reason for that old saying, do it for yourself. You know, you're the one who's going to be changed and affected by a lot of these, a lot of decisions you make. Mm-hmm. So do it for yourself. I mean, along, I don't want to get too far into that because then you could say, well, then that becomes an at the expense of other people too. You might do things for yourself. So I don't want to go too deep in there, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand that. I think, mm-hmm. and and now on the same vein, you know, like I think that, um, I think it, this also, I, I kind of this this makes me think of just our own personal relationship, like not with not only with ourselves, but also how that affects our relationship with God. You know, because I think that um, it's it's fine to, I think it's encouraged and probably the best source to have God as your accountability partner. Yeah. Because cause when you do that, you, you show faith in him and then you receive blessings because of that. Um, well, I think that the difference between ourselves and God as an accountability partner and random people on Facebook or even a, a close family member or a spouse or whatever is that despite your closeness with another individual, nobody, um, nobody knows your, your personal desires and feelings every moment like you or God does. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just a different, uh, different kind of support from somebody who's like, Hey, I mean, on the outside, you might have like not, not fulfilled a goal because Honestly, you were being lazy, right? You were too busy mm-hmm. watching YouTube videos or something on Facebook, and and that that got in the way, and and you're feeling down. And a a family member or a spouse might be like, "Hey, it's okay. You had a really busy day. I understand why you didn't do it." And God's God or yourself's like, "Nah, dude, I saw you. You just in the best <laughs> scroll on Facebook." <laughs> I mean, and then also there is the converse of that, like, "Oh, you didn't achieve this. You know, like what happened?" And then you're like, "Oh, well." something happen like a like a screw up or uh, something you know another thing that uh, another factor may have happened that only you and heavenly father know about yeah, so i think yeah. that that's also something there's, there's important compa- there's mercy there right yeah absolutely oh. but i also think uh, um, oh oh sorry go ahead 
Well, I was just going to ask you, and, and this might derail you from what you're going to say, but why why is it so hard to manage your time? I think it's because I, um, for me personally, I think it's because I have so many ideas and so many things that I could be doing that I get paralyzed. You know, like, so it's just, and I think maybe this is just a problem that's unique to me. Maybe it's not. Um, but no, I get it. I have so many things where it's just like it's just sometimes it's easier um, to not do anything or feel like I'm doing a lot, but I'm actually just getting stuck in the mud or stuck in the mire when it comes to one thing. You know, I might be doing one thing, but I'm getting trapped in the the murky details and not the big picture of that thing. And so I don't get much done. So I'm just like focusing on one tiny thing because I get because I don't have a plan to tackle it. So I either don't do like either I don't do anything or i focus on the wrong thing to do so like like an abundance of things to do right and a lack of uh being able to organize and then focus on what mm-hmm. matters most i suppose yeah yeah exactly yeah, so i think I, that's I, that's me personally yeah i i think yes that's probably how it is with a lot of people i would i would guess i think because i can relate with that um since me and you have that same feeling and it's probably everyone right yeah yeah it's usually like if if you and i feel it then pretty much everybody yeah. in the world yeah that's how it works yeah right? yeah <laughs> so, no i absolutely the echo chamber i think whatever you want anyway, yeah echo um, yeah echo chamber and echo, all that echo yeah. echo echo marco polo polo you're an idiot no you are you almost said i'm an idiot <laughs> um <laughs> anyway i was gonna say yeah, it's, it's similar for me. So many ideas, so many things to do in trying to organize them. But also the the management of the routine things. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to slip into the spiritual side of this a little bit now. Oh, please. We had a dentist analogy last week that... Uh, I was saying like brushing your teeth every day is like reading your scriptures every day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the most impactful thing in keeping your teeth healthy. Every once in a while, you're still going to need to go get a, a cleaning, right? Get those deep areas that, that you aren't going to get brushing your teeth. That might be taking the sacrament, going to the temple, seeing your bishop, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. We have these routine things we do every day. How much time do you think we spend doing the same things every day? Like shower, brush your teeth, use the loo. You know what I'm saying? Make lunch. Use make the dinner. Loo. <laughs> yeah. Um, say your prayers. Like how much time do you think I, I, I it adds up. Like how much I wake up at 5 I try to wake up at 5:30 and I wake up, I pray, I read, I shower, and I try to practice my drum pad and do some drum exercises and workouts. And every morning that takes me uh, like till seven. And I do it every morning. It's like that—that's just a small routine that I have every morning. But I have to do it. I have to keep up on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of those little things, if we can really focus in on on. Um, for example, reading our scriptures and praying. If we trust God, we say, hey, this takes time every day, and it can be easier to justify taking less time with it. I've 
fallen into that rut before. A little bit in it right now. I need to get out of it. But to justify not spending as much time reading because you want more time for the other stuff. That, there's so many things you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. But to trust God and say, you know what? I'm going to put more time into this. And I trust you're gonna you're gonna help me manage my time better, and I think boom, that's your that's your biggest investment in improving your time management. I I think it really is important, and I think um, one of the things that I was talking to my friend about too, which is pretty impactful, was the he was saying specifically about a morning routine, but I think what is important is 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 having a production routine. And what I mean by production is just like getting yourself ready to tackle whatever it is you need to do that day, like whatever it is to, to tackle your day. So I, I think that um, now I do think that having a morning routine is is important to be successful, but I don't want to focus on that. What I want to focus on is just a routine. Yeah, I'm talking about like a sacred routine almost which is interesting. We're getting back to this, but just having a routine of something that you do every day to make, to like, to, you know, in essence, to check the box or to, to help you feel like you've accomplished something for that day, you know? Cause it's oh, like, yeah. cause this is like, you know, when I, I, I have been working out with my wife, uh, we started working out together at the same gym. Cause this is the gym that she works at, um, as the videographer. And, um, she started working out first and she's been very, very diligent in working out every day, um, except weekends. Um, and then I started, and then I joined her. I joined her to like, I work out, I work out every day except weekends. Um, and we used to work out together and now our schedules changed a little bit since school has started for her. Um, but one of the things is every time I, like, I know every day that I will, if I do, I, I will feel better about what I've done that day. If I can at least say that I, I, I worked out. You know, even if I if I if like if I didn't have a very productive way uh, day at work or very productive time after work or whatever after the workout, I can at least say, well, I'm going to bed saying that I I worked out, and it's become like this habit, and now I can create I can uh, add another thing to this. You know, like one of the things is like, um, you know, at least I can go to bed, I can end this day knowing that I worked out and brushed my teeth. Or I yeah. know that I can work out, work out knowing that I, I prayed in the morning, read my scriptures, worked out, and brushed my teeth. And yeah. I think I think that that's how um, one of the things that he was saying that helps us increase our productivity and not even productivity, but just our ability to feel good about ourselves. Yeah, to feel fulfilled. Yeah, know? fulfilled. I think I, I've been studying this a little bit, um, and there's a drum teacher that I've I've read some articles from and I've watched some videos about it. he talks about rituals mm-hmm. and it's this exact same thing you're saying as far as uh, what are what are some motions you can go through to put you in the mindset of being ready to practice your drum for me okay so he'll say something he does is uh, first he stretches his hands Next thing he does, he pops in some headphones. He just listens to a song without any distractions, not looking at anything, just listening to the song and being able to analyze it and break it down. And then maybe he pops in a mint. And once he does those three things, because he's done it so much, you know, by the time he's done the third thing in that ritual, his brain says, 
we are in practice mode. Every time we go through these three motions, this this uh, we're ready to have this practice session, and he can dedicate himself. His mind isn't is easily distracted. He's more he makes better use of his time because it's like a committed time. So I'm like, mm-hmm. and same with your space can help with that too. But I like the idea of of those those rituals. It's kind of like catalysts for helping you make make your time go further, right? Mm-hmm. I think rituals like that for practicing my drums is just an example. But but I mentioned earlier praying and reading; those will always give you more time in your day. I honestly believe that if you do those things, you trust God. He's going to help you get that time back uh, that that you would normally lose that day. Same with working out, dude. And you could probably test this. I can't because <clears throat> I don't work out, but I should. <laughs> um, I have in the past, though. You have more energy. Mm-hmm. If you have more energy, you can get more stuff done in a shorter amount of time. You can be more productive and more mm-hmm. fulfilled. That's another catalyst to help you make better use of your time, right? I think it's interesting the way that you're talking about it. It, it sounds like I like the word that you used is an investment. These these habits and rituals and sacred routines, if I may, become an investment in yourself to be able to accomplish and do more for yourself, um, mm. for your family, for your friends, and ultimately for the kingdom of God. Like that's that's really like as you invest in yourself, as you invest that time to do it, you will be blessed. It's like an it's like um it's like investing money now when you're young. You know, just like when you're just investing money in general, actually, as you yeah. put money away, you lose the initial whatever it is, a thousand, one hundred, fifty. Put it up front. Right? right. It's up front. But the return over a period of years, decades is incredible. It's like it's it, it's it's immeasurable how much and it's nothing that you could do. Um, it's it's the it's the consistency of putting in that time every day for years. It's the consistency of putting in that money, you know, um, f- for this period of time, um, and then working on it every day is what's going to build those incredible results. Incredible oh, yeah, and invest. It's like an investment, and it's just like you said, um, like with the with the brushing teeth analogy. It's I mean even with like the drummers. All these really high-powered performers, like in business, I mean, even in spiritual, I mean, like, I think about, um, if you haven't read the biography of President Nelson, you should. It's amazing. Yeah. Because I can see that in a spiritual sense. Um, But even like, uh, so I'm talking about President Nelson, who's a prophet of God right now. But but even like, I'm, I'm thinking of people in my life who are not the prophet, but have put in this time of reading and praying and studying the scriptures and living uh, a wholesome, yeah, this investment for years and what it looks like in their family, what it looks like with their, with the relationship with heavenly father looks like on the outside. Right. Yeah. But it looks like it, it, it could be better or worse in the inside, but yeah. like it's a physical manifestation uh, outside of how you feel, how you feel with your, about your, about your, about your savior the relationship with their families, the relationship with their work, the relationship with themselves, like what, uh, like even there's even a, a, a temporal relationship in terms of wealth, and, you know, and, and um, 
stability. Well, these are the fruits, the fruits yeah. of the of the gospel, right? You know exactly. I mean, you, you can see this in 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 the communities where there are faithful members, where there are people dedicated to their faith. Um, not just not just our faith, mm-hmm. other faiths too. But there, there's that. Uh, the, you see the fruits of these things, uh, and they are they're visible, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think I said this before on the podcast, but one of the most interesting thing about professional drummers isn't that they sit there and they practice eight nine hours a day. They usually only practice two to four hours a day, but they spend their time that they aren't practicing studying and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> like they sleep like ten to twelve hours a day. Because they work their brains so hard and they're so focused in the two to four hours they actually practice, they literally have to take more time to get their body back up to to functional so they can use that time effectively the next day. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because in my brain I'm like, waste of time. Sleeping extra, waste of time. I hate it. I hate sleeping more than seven hours. I cut myself down to seven after the mission. I'm like, I got an hour back every day. <laughs> and it, and now it's like, well, those guys make me doubt myself a little bit, but I don't yet. But anyway, the point is, it's not about how much time you have. It's about what you're doing with the time you have. Now, like how, the quality of using your time, right? Mm. And that's what I think what you're getting at. It's whole, the whole point of time management, right? Mm-hmm. You can't change... You can't necessarily change how much time you have always, but you can change the quality of what time you have and your, how you're using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what I love about this too, and, and I still believe it, is that um, any change um, any change, I think starts with, with you and your relationship with yourself and then, and then your relationship with, with God too. But I, I think that that's pretty, um, like, it's like how you choose to spend, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, um, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know I, what I'm I, trying to say. I, I like this, this, you made me think of the scripture earlier, but uh, Alma 30 something, something, I don't remember what it is, <laughs> bridle your passions, right? Uh-huh. Um, that you may be filled with love. Oh. It's essentially like bridal as in control, organize, use them effectively at the right times, and you will be filled with more love than you originally would have. It's mm-hmm. I think of that with what you were saying at the beginning with all this stuff that you want to do, all these ideas, and uh, you got you, we got to bridle them. We got to you got to put something over it so that you can focus it. And, and get taken care of. I think that's yeah. what, what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, right? I I agree with that. Oh, that's awesome! Wow, look at yeah. that. We just uh, it was a new way of thinking about it. Just kind of a train of thought, but it, you know, I like the way I like where we ended this, where we where we got to. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, I am ready to field any questions that anybody has. So let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> Yeah, you really did, didn't you? <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah. 
where do you get off? <laughs> I don't have any questions this week. I also do not have any questions. We'll send them in, homies. Uh, messages. Uh, any questions you have, your thoughts on uh, what we discussed, so forth. But uh, this is where we would have a great big old chat. We did last week. We did uh regularly before that except for a couple weeks here and there but uh anyway it's a good time yeah it is and uh we we look forward to it uh, it was a good chat good uh good question last week yeah well everyone it's been a pleasure to be talking uh just have, sharing this space in the show with you uh, we're grateful for the opportunity we get to share our thoughts and for those of you who listen so with that in mind Thanks again for watching. You can contact us at these places at the handle at IBW Podcast. That's our Twitter and Facebook. And you can email us uh, questions, concerns, whatever at inblackandwhitepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also reach us on, on our website, which is also inblackandwhitepodcast.com. Uh, so, oh. IBW Podcast. Ah, dang it. I get that mixed up. IBWpodcast.com. A little confusing, but... All in all, it's worth it. So thanks again, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a wonderful week. And God is good.